It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. Well, 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 Anthony Weiner, how prophetic you are today in choosing LL Cool J. Don't call it a comeback. I know it has to do more with you and obviously your growing radio career now that you go solo in the middle from two to three, and then I join you left versus right. No, no, this is about the people saying, don't blame me, I voted for Curtis. That's like, uh, that's... uh I don't know, Curtis. Yeah, it's happening. Although, I'll tell you a quick story about LL Cool J. Uh, he endorsed George Pataki for governor, it seems like a lifetime ago. And they asked him, why are you at this press conference endorsing George Pataki? Do you know him? No, never met him before in my life. Why do you like him? Because he's a tall dude. <laughs> and, you know, he's a, he'll be a hell of a lot better than that smaller dude. He had absolutely <laughs> no understanding of politics. But the reason that I mention this is, in your old hood for Forest Hills, at the Forest Hills Tennis Stadium, as we speak, my phone is blowing up. People are saying, Curtis, help us. There's a 12-hour rap concert every hour. There's a different rap group, and it all ends up tonight with LL Cool J. He finishes up, and he will be anointing. Eric Adams, the hip-hop mayor. Now, you know what it's going to be like for 12 hours in Forest Hills, all those alstakakas, stay inside, don't go outside. In the gardens, they'll be like, oh, my God, put up the Forest sale signs. What are the rules there? Do they have? They serve alcohol in the, at the, in the stadium? How do you think they make money? Man, that's a... That's a lot of you know, that's a lot of hard iced teas and a lot of no, whatever. You, you, you know they're already selling. You know what they're selling uh, outside? Nutcrackers. This is the illegal booze that young entrepreneurs sell. Richie, he knows all about nutcrackers. You know, ten dollars for a nutcracker. They loaded up with every imaginable liquor. So by the time you get to the stadium, your eyes are upside down and all around. By the way, and and I, I don't know if everyone understands what this community, what Forest Hills Gardens is like. Forest Hills Gardens, designed by Frederick Land Olmsted, beautiful kind of muse, very British style look. It predated the creation of the city of New York. They have their own parking rules and their own their own things. So this stadium, which used to house until 1976 the the the, the U.S. Open Tennis Championships, it's not like. It's not like going to like City Field or something. It's basically in the middle of a bunch of people's fancy homes. Uh, that that's going to be a disaster. Well, you take the uh, the F of the Long Island Railroad to avoid the parking. And, and then, by the way, if you go into the gardens and you try to park, oh my God, yeah. they put the boot on you. The boot. It's it's and a private way, community. And they come down in like like ninjas in the black helicopters coming down. They they will boot you up there for five <laughs> seconds. Well, the reason that I'm putting an SOS out. Hey, they've had rap concerts there before, no problems. But they had a shootout last night, eight miles away. Get it, Rich? Eight miles. Eight miles. Slim Shady Eminem. Yeah. Southeast Queens, eleven thirty. They were having a house party that spilled into the yard and backyard. One gang partying, another gang circling in cars. Undercover units came in because they got intel, man, they're going to have a shootout. 11.30, both sides pull their guns out. They're shooting at one another, right, in and out of the street and in the backyard in the front. Five old jumps out, they in undercover unit. They both start shooting at the police, yeah. even though they wanted to kill one another. Now, I know these guys, they are hardcore hip-hop groupies. I will bet you some of them who didn't get arrested last night will definitely be in attendance <laughs> looking to settle scores. No, the Southeast Queens was like Mosul last night. You had the Shia and the Sunni with the U.S. troops in the middle. <laughs> it was, it's, it was pretty crazy. But yeah, that is going to be, and by the way, and you talk about how long the concert is. So the reason that's relevant is it's 95 degrees outside. People are going to be drinking. If, if just to hydrate, they're going to be drinking a lot of whatever. 
Um, that that could potentially be now. Nice. While all that was happening, the mayor Eric Adams during this crime crisis was up in the Heights, Washington Heights, posting, "Look at who I'm hanging with, my homie from Philly, Rich Mill Meek. He was hanging with Mill. <laughs> Good. Oh God, this is crazy. But no, no, no. It's Mill Meek because I don't I don't show him no respect. I'm sorry." That's why I botulize his name. I've been dealing with these rappers my whole life. But anyway, I digress. Let me deal with Larry, who is questioning your Zionist credentials uh, from Brooklyn. He almost made it seem like you were walking around with a kafia on, like you were pro-Arafat, PLO, Islamic Jihad, boycott Israel. When I lived in Forest Hills, not far from... Anthony, you were on Austin Street. I was over at uh, Ingram and Yellowstone. I was on Ascan. Ascan, I'm sorry. But I'd be walking around, and you were, like, everywhere because you were, like, going into wall bombs, the express lane. You were shaking everybody's hands. I remember you leading a delegation down Austin Street, flying the Israeli flags, pro-Israel, pro-Zion. There was no Democrat in the House of Representatives that was more pro-Israel, more of a Zionist than you, Anthony. So I'm establishing the credentials. I saw with my own eyes. And you always lived up to it. You were, and you always took on your colleagues, those who would vacillate, those who would question. You were like, "I'm there for Israel." Yeah, I mean, I, well, I don't think Larry was taking a run at me for my per. I don't know what he was saying, but I think he was saying he was trying to hang the other Democrats, and there are some. I mean, I used to. Here's the thing: there are some people in Congress and in society who just don't know any better. They they hear the propaganda. The story is very easy to tell for the Palestinians. They just shade. Look, look at this guy throwing a rock at these uniformed guys in the most powerful military in the Middle East. But there are some people for whom the politics of their district is heavily Palestinian, and so they're doing what their politics says. And then there's a group that are anti-Semitic, in my view. Well, not to just attack the squad. Let me take you back a little bit in time. You're aware of this. Bush 41 and his Secretary of State, Baker, mm-hmm. hated Israel. They did. I mean, hated Israel. They couldn't kiss the king of uh, Saudi Arabia more than anyone else. They kissed his hand. They kissed his cheek. They kissed his tukas. And, in fact, Secretary of State Baker was having an affair with the spokeswoman for Yasser Arafat and the PLO. You remember on Nightline with Ted Koppel, she was seen like every other day attacking Israel and promoting Yasser Arafat. Do you remember what her name was? Hmm? I don't. Uh, why, 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 don't we, uh, why don't we do a little deep dive about Secretary of State Baker, who went out of his way to attack Israel, as did Bush 41. So it's been on both sides. It's well, been plus, on both and sides. And by the way, I, as I said, as I said during, during the middle today, as much as I've got problems with Donald Trump, move the embassy to, to Jerusalem. That should have been a long time ago. These putting pressure on these so-called moderate Arab states to do business with Israel should have happened a long time ago. So I, I think, and Jimmy Carter, maybe the worst president for Israel on the other side. So yes, it's, it's been, it's been bipartisan. I don't think Larry was taking a run at me. I was trying to make the point that you can't just say, okay, they're evil and walk away because it's happening on college campuses. That's where the, the, the ban on Israel ooh, is, is ooh, getting lost. Ooh, it's coming to me now. I'm seeing the olive trees as I speak. Wasn't it a showery? A showery? I forget her name. She was the spokesperson for the PLO. She was the face on Ted Koppel's nightline. I mean, wherever she went, Secretary of State Baker was. Uh, <clears throat> is, this, is this a thing? Is this a real thing or one of these Frank Morano fever no, dreams? No, this is real. Yeah, man. this is real. I, I took on Bush 41's administration on this. They couldn't they couldn't have been more pejorative towards Israel. Well, you know what their thing was? They're a bunch of Texas oil men. They're like, why don't you just do a deal? Just do a deal. And they didn't understand the Israel, the, the value of Israel because they had no oil. Look, all of our presidents have kissed the hands and the tuchuses of every Saudi prince and every Saudi king, Democrats and Republicans. None have differed. But I truly believe Bush 41, and especially Baker, was anti-Semitic. I truly believe Casper that. Casper Weinberger. Went that. His Casper Weinberger, too. Yeah, they're... they're, they're yes, there were some rough times. But, look, that's the negative side. On the positive side... 
Yesterday, as missiles rained into southern Israel, the Iron Dome program was defending it. Iron Dome, bipartisan support in Congress to provide funding for Israel for the Iron Dome program. And that's something that we should celebrate. Like This is one of those rare places that, yes, there are outliers, but for the most part, Congress and the American people broadly support Israel. Now I'm going to take on Israel. Why didn't they give the Iron Dome to Zelensky? Remember, Zelensky addressed uh, the... Uh, the group of uh, Israeli decision makers, the shot callers the in the Knesset, but also, let's face it, to the prime minister, the defense minister, and said, we need the Iron Dome. We desperately need the Iron Dome. Israel would not give him the Iron Dome because they didn't want to offend Putin, who they feel was the bridge to keep the Iranians at bay, all of their enemies there. So the geopolitical politics is intense. It's complicated. Now, remember, the the way that... Iran was originally put in a box in the United Nations was when Hillary Clinton, to her credit, was able to get the Chinese and the member. When you're doing things in the United Nations, in these national, in the Security Council, you need the Russians to vote with you and the Chinese to vote for you. She was able to line up both for sanctions against Iran, and that benefited Israel greatly. But yes, Russia is an important moving part in there, and also you know, there's there's a there's a connection there. I mean, there, there's a connection. But I I think, look, if if I was the prime minister in Israel and I was once in the 1970s, I would have probably shared the Iron Dome with with Ukraine. Thank you, thank you. Because remember, Zelensky pulled out his Jewish cred, his Jewish uh, credit. I'm a lawnsman. Well, well, you forget me. Yeah. But then he went a little too far though, and started making uh, comments about the Holocaust and forgetting that a lot of the Ukrainians were actively involved, volunteered to be not only the security it's guards it's complicated. at the concentration camps, but were virulent anti-Semites themselves when literally launched pogroms throughout the Ukraine to find the Jews and to kill them before the Nazis did. I mean, it's incredible. But why did you have to mention Hillary Rodham Clinton's name? Why? Why, Anthony? I, I had just, taken an oath to Kevin Drochier that I would not bring up her name based on the news that has been floating out there. I swore to him. I said, I won't do this to Anthony Weiner a second time. But I, I don't, won't do this. I don't. What could you possibly be talking about? You know, Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State, United States Senator, the, got more votes by about 8 million than Donald Trump did, another name we're not supposed to mention. What, what, what am I missing? No, no, no. Remember. Uh, you had on your laptop Hillary Rodham Clinton files, right? Are we going to a break now? No, 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 no. Hold on a second. That has nothing to do with that. But Hillary Rodham Clinton came out over the weekend and blessed the relationship between your former wife, Huma, and what is that, um, Anderson Cooper? What is that guy? Oh, no, no, no. He's the gay guy from CNN. That's impossible. You know who I'm talking about. Bradley. Bradley Thanks, Cooper. Rich. I appreciate it, buddy. That's the headline. I was told not to mention that. Kevin said, please, you embarrassed us the first time when that was headlines, and it went all over the country, and now you had to bring up Hillary. So here's what, here's what I like about my Here's what I like about our listeners. Yes. They're substance people. Yes, yes. They're people. They want to talk about the news of the day. They want to understand the nuance of the politics of the moment. They want to understand the, the details of the law. They want to get your 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 insights on history of New York City, your understanding. The, they don't read the part of the paper that includes gossip. They don't read the part of the paper that includes salacious commentary about people that – written by people that don't know any better for people that shouldn't care as much. We do different things here. And with that, it's time for no, a no, break. Hold right? on, Rich, hold no, on a second. No? Sid Rosenberg, are you kidding? He's Mr. Page 6. He's Mr. Bravo Network. I mean, he knows about all the housewives that are fighting one another. In fact, he has a new book out. I stole the one copy of the book that he had, Anthony Weiner, and I did an Abby Hoffman on it. I heard about this. I told the audience, steal his book. Don't don't buy it in Barnes & Noble. Steal it. You get an Amazon package, have it go to your neighbors. Steal it, be a porch pirate. And most importantly, rip out page 27 of his new book, Sid's book. I think, what does he call it? Uh... Sid, Sid, Sidtastic, Sid, Sid Crazy Nation, Sid. or something like that, <laughs> and tear out page twenty-seven. You know, and, and you'll read how I and I alone 
Oh, Citizens United. No, Citizens Untied. I think you read it wrong. Citizens Untied. What what crazy, what a crazy title. But anyway, (laughs) you read page 27, you'll see he gives all credit to me for forcing management to actually hire him to hook him back up with Bernard McGurk for the mid-morning. He got 26 pages without getting to you. No. That's pretty amazing. Well, I tell you what, that's why I'm saying steal that book. Don't buy that book. Steal it, please. And now we have to get back when we get back. we got to talk about this immigration mishigash that's going on. It's the immigration mishigash. How we became a border city is crazy. And then also, before we pass off the microphone to the 4 o'clock hour, to the greatest tribute that we've ever done here at WABC, and we've done some great tributes, a full hour dedicated to the G-O-A-T, not LL Cool J, our own cousin Brucey. Yep. I mean, it's an hour you want to listen to, four to five, and then I'm going to actually extend it in the overnight uh, edition of The Other Side of Midnight when I tell you the real story about Cousin Brucey that nobody has ever told. He's from Brooklyn. He went to Madison. Where did you go? I went to Brooklyn Tech. I went to Brooklyn Prep. It's three boys from Brooklyn, and you know who's the best of all three, without a doubt, the Cousin, cousin Brucey. Bruce Morrow at four. You don't want to miss it here on WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Play it backwards. Back scratch it. Come on now, Rich. Wiki, wiki, wiki. It's probably, uh, you know, you can probably hear that when you play this song backwards. Do it. Do it. Which everybody thought, oh, every every satanic uh, group would have hidden in its verses. Do it, which would encourage you to commit suicide. Remember, they tried to get Judas Priest that way. But anyway... Uh, let me make mention that I'm surprised, Rich, uh, you didn't come back with all the way up. You know, Fat Joe, Remy, the Terror Squad, they're terrorizing Forest Hills as we speak. A few corrections here. It is Sid, a Citizens United. That's the name of the book. And Citizens I w- United. I and get I was it. right about... Uh, Ashari. This woman, Ashari, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I'm telling you, think of the Bushes. Prescott Bush... Virulent anti-Semite. Bush 41 picked Secretary of State Baker. Virulent anti-Semite. In fact, Ashari, wherever Ashari would go, there was Secretary she of was State Baker. She was the Palestinian spokesman. Yeah, spokeswoman. Yeah, that's exactly right. But again, as I said, for them, for the first Bushes, and, and, and the second Bush wasn't bad. The, the first Bush, it was all about the oil. They're like, why do we have this loyalty to Israel when they have no oil and all these other countries uh, other countries do, and um, but yeah, there 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 have been good and bad on both sides of the aisle. Now, may I say one more thing? Because he has been vilified and rightfully so, Richard Nixon, because of Watergate. But when Israel was invaded, the surprise invasion, Sadat with his tanks through the Sinai, even Iraq was getting involved. Syria was involved. They had Israel on the ropes, and Richard Nixon got every piece of military hardware. There was no debating it like it is now with uh, Zelensky in the Ukraine. Well, let's say we'll give them this, not that. They kept loading up cargo container planes. They gave Israel all the armaments they need to turn it around and win. And Nixon knew that even some of our friends in the Middle East, the Saudis and the Shah of Iran, would turn the oil off in retaliation. And he said, no, we're supporting Israel. Yeah, I mean that's that is is true. But in in the Yom Kippur War and the Six Day War, also the, you know, look there there has been this rock solid, and I don't think it's changed. I know that there is there is, there is a there is this progressive movement among young people and the others. There has been a rock solid support for for Israel. And by the way, to his credit, and I said this on my show, I have worked with and watched Joe Biden over the course of decades. He's been a very strong supporter of Israel. All right, so, I, I'll give you on that. You know the guy. I really don't. I don't know if he even knows himself of ladies. 
having some problems. I think you too, uh, Anthony Weiner, would have to acknowledge, knowing that he's the president and not the vice president, and vice versa, that Harris, in fact, is, is, is not this, the president. Is this the, the vice president, president? Is this the president of the 528,000 jo- new jobs in July? Unemployment rate at 3.5, who just killed the second in charge of Al-Qaeda, who just passed the CHIPS Act, who just passed the PACT Act, who gas prices just hit a 50-day uh, day low, Kansas just protect abortion. All this that he does when he's got uh, COVID, I mean, come on. There's a well, lot well, of days to rip by. I, I, I know. It's you, you didn't say God bless Hashem bless Manchin, right? <laughs> That's right. But my, anyway, let's... My new buddy, Joe Manchin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not all that friendly to uh, Jews in West Virginia. If you've ever been there, I've been there to Wheeling, West Virginia. Not all that friendly, Anthony. But I digress. Uh, the immigration. I think that our mayor, Eric Adams, made a tactical blunder by taking on Abbott the buses that he was originally sending out of Texas were all going to Washington, D.C. The whole idea was let Joe Biden Harris see it. You know, that, that was the concept. They weren't sending any buses to New York City. But this desire to get into the limelight, you know, like to be two scorpions in a brandy glass, you know what Abbott has done now. He said, okay, from now on, every bus to the Port Authority in New York, and then let these uh, folks find their way. And also for Eric Adams to be here in New York City where we were consumed with videos that Rob Astorino had provided us when he was running for governor for the GOP from Westchester County Airport, from Stewart Air Force Base, Newburgh, following the buses, going down the hutch. You know, going down the Hutchinson Parkway, buses are not permitted in the wee hours in the morning with the bells and whistles across the Throgs Neck Bridge. And I can tell you where the passengers were departing from, right at 103rd and Corona, you know it well, underneath the 7 train on the way to your beloved city field, and then scattering into Elmhurst, Corona, and Jackson Heights. This was back in April. I mean, where's Eric Adams been on this? And then he was off at... Come down to the border. See no, this yourself. is different. This is different. One, one is being done by the United States of America as required by law, and the other is done by Abbott, who is using these people and exploiting these people by making them political pawns in, in, his, in his effort to get reelected governor. Look, when kids and their parents come over the border and present themselves as refugees, they, get, they have to go somewhere. Now, what did Donald Trump and the previous administration do? They put them in cages and put them in hotels in Texas and around the closed places. But the law says they have to be taken somewhere. And so where are they taken? All around the country. Sometimes they're taken to other spots on the border. Sometimes they're taken to New York, to Chicago, other places, wherever there are social services, wherever there are potential, there are relatives for them. And they're cared for. These are children. These are children. These are God's creatures. These are children. And when people say, well, they've come over illegally. No, they've come Oh, at the border. These are not people that are getting busted. Eric, uh, uh, um, Abbott is not going out with his state troopers and busting people crossing over on in a river. These are people that came over and are being told, okay, you're applying for asylum. Here's a process for dealing with this. These are the laws of our country and that they have to be cared for. They're flying in the middle of the night. No, they're flying at the times when it's cheapest for the taxpayer to, to, to move these people. Well, how come they're not advertising that? What advertising it? I mean, 2, 3 in the morning, here comes a jet, Westchester County Airport. You ask the federal government questions. Who are these people getting off these jets? None of your BIB business. Yeah, that's right. These are these are human beings who are being... We're paying for this. Yeah, you're paying for a lot of things. There's all kinds of government services you're, spon- you're, you're paid for that you don't and get to say who who's on this list, Eric, who's on this Eric list. Eric Adams knew that many of these illegal aliens were coming into the city at that point. They were being bussed into Elmhurst, Corona, Jackson Heights, and then scattering. Some would find a home. When you say scattering, when you say scattering, some, very often that people who are taken from a border and come here is because they said, I have some, some connection to the country here, a government, a, uh, a nonprofit, a relative, some place that I can go while I wait to have my hearing on whether I can stay. But some of them had to be sheltered. That's yeah, where of the, course. that's where the illegals have gone to shelter was from those initial bus rides from Westchester County Airport. Wait, no one who comes over who is illegal, quote-unquote, meaning violating a law by getting here, but like crossing over the border, goes to a shelter. Those people are getting arrested. No, 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 no. Those people are getting arrested. No, no. The All people they being have to flown do... in are, ch- are, are either children or relatives with, ch- with, with, uh, with a mother. Anthony, all you have to do, the moment your two feet are on the ground here in New York City, and you know it, 
is say you're indigent, you have no place to stay, you have no food to eat, you have no clothes to wear, and by federal decree of a judge, they must be provided sanctuary I and shelter. I understand. I understand, but that's true of anybody. This, this, you're you're conflating the two groups. Yes, if you're a homeless person and you show up at a shelter, you get it, irrespective of your of your status under the court decree. But these people who are being sent here by the federal government to, to airports in Westchester and the people who Abbott is rounding up somehow and putting them on buses and saying, oh, we're going to take you to New York are two different, All right. are two different you, situations. You and I will disagree one, on that. I, but Abbott is exploiting this situation, and these are human beings that are being exploited. All right, but I think it's shameful. Abbott did say, why don't you come down to the border, Eric Adams? You've never been there. See for yourself what See we're what? dealing with. See the, the fact, chaos. see the fact, there's chaos at the border. Well, there's no doubt about it. I give credit to AOC. She at least went to the border. I don't disagree with what she discovered. I know if you were still in Congress, you would have been down at there's the border. A, I, and by the way, I was also in the Bush White House trying to strike a deal on, Understood. on fixing these laws with a bunch of Republicans but on the other side. If you are the mayor of the most powerful city in America and you're complaining as a sanctuary city that you're having to accept an inordinate number of illegals and you don't know what's going on in the border, and the governor is, come on down at my expense. Take one day to see what we have to deal Why with. Why does the, the, the mayor of the city of New York, with all of the problems that we face, wants to go down with the Republican governor who doesn't even have anything to do with border well, policies? He, he has nothing to do with I border policies. i got to tell policies. you, he hangs out with a lot of Trumpers at night at Club Zero Bond. It's all Trumpers. Listen, it's, here's what, listen, uh, by the way, to hear all of these conservatives so concerned about immigration, illegal, this, illegal, I saw that, that, um, that, that Lee Zeldin posted, here's all we have have to do we have to build a wall we have to give more authority to police and we have to stop these policies that means changing the law well you you know what you know who changes the laws congress i understand but congress i noticed the president uh, joe biden is starting to complete the wall if you haven't noticed we've we have very had, quietly we have had barriers along the southern border for no ever. no this is the wall this ever. is what you can't scale so I, would you not agree it's a crisis at the border? A hundred percent. Okay. Would you not agree that everybody's coming, uh, commenting on it who hasn't even been at the border, that they might want to take one day, one day, to personally see what's going on there? Well, if you really want to see what's going on, go to Honduras. Go to Guatemala. Go to the, you want, you want to see what's going oh, on? Oh, wait, no, no. I don't want our mayor going to El Salvador that has become the Bitcoin capital now so he can come back and extol the virtues of the cyber, uh, cryptocurrency Ponzi scammers and the Bitcoin bandits. I don't want him going to El Salvador. By the Salvador. way, I'm curious, uh, tell me a little bit about the immigration reform that took place under, in the Trump administration. Oh, it was very yeah. simple. You stay on the Mexican side. Until your status is determined, no. you are, you are not coming over. That, no, that you will... you seem to forget all oh, all no. of the kids, all of the kids. Are we doing a oh, controversy? You mean about all the kids the same, being in cages? The same kids that were in the cages during Obama, and the same kids that are now right. being flown to Westchester and being distributed to. to I understand. Yeah, that's the point. The point is that you can, that politicians make hay on this, but someone like Lee Zeldin, wouldn't it be great if he was a member of? Co- Wait a minute, he is a member of Congress. Don't they make laws? Well, Let's go do these things. Well, I think the mayor, it behooves him to go to the border for one day and see the chaos himself. I think, to be honest with you, if I were the mayor, I would not be traveling to the border of Texas when I have so many things going on here Wait in a New second. York City. And going to I Club Zero Bond and hang, hanging out no, you with know rappers. what I would do? I would, call up, I would call up the Republican members of the congressional delegation, the yeah. Democratic members of the congressional delegation. Here is what your failure to act is doing for the city of New York. Here's the problems that we face. And if, and by the way, if someone ever ran for governor as a sitting member of Congress and can't show me what he's done to solve the problems of the chaos at the border, what he's only done to pontificate about it, he was, he doesn't get my vote. If he can't show me what he's done, he doesn't he get my vote. He supported the uh, Trump initiative. That's what, what he's doing. There's no, there was no, what? Oh, yes, there was. There was no. He Who won't. wants to roll back Title 42? Hey, Title 42 is a COVID thing. That's not called well, Title 42 policy. But now we're talking, Donald not Trump, only we're talking and, and COVID. And one of the reasons I support the wall is because I want to be able to say I support the entire Trump immigration initiative. By the way, Anthony, I started this program by saying you are number one Zionist. You do support the wall that the Israelis I, have beaten, uh, built between the them tr- and the West Bank. I support the Trump wall, too. Yeah. I'm no dummy. I'm no dummy. <laughs> anyway, uh, we continue here, left versus white. We're moving in a million different directions. Remember, you don't want to go anywhere at 4 o'clock. The uh, greatest um, jock spinning sacks of wax in the history of radio is being honored, as he should. Did you listen to him when you were younger? 
Uh, he, uh, him, I did. I didn't yeah. listen to WIBC. I did. He, it I did. was my first. You know, people think of it as an oldie station. Well, then in the early seventies, when I was listening and first like discovered, it was it was ABC and WNEW well, FM. The reason I listened to Cousin Brucey is he was from Brooklyn. He was legit. Harry Harrison in the morning, who anointed himself the uh, mayor. He was a carpetbagger who never spent any time in New York City. And at 10 o'clock in the morning, he was out the door. I don't want to stay in this city. I'm going back to New Jersey. And where did you get your records? Where did I get my records? Yeah. Second Avenue, St. Mark's Place, uh, and the White Albums also, remember? I would go to... They were ripples. I would, you remember Corvettes? Yes, Corvettes. I would go to Corvettes. Wow, you yeah. were a Corvette kid. Well, you know, because you can get what are called cut albums then. Yes. Remember? Yes. Like they were discounted deeply and you'd be able to like, and you go to Corvettes, you would always go there thinking, all right, they're going to put a cut. That's like a mistake, right? It was in these big bins. They're like, these guys don't know music. I'm going to go find some stuff. That's right. I still have in my collection so a bunch of cut albums. you went from Corvettes to KTEL. Uh, infomercials, late at night, talking about all those Corvettes, groups yeah. that eventually were KTEL hits. Yeah. And, uh, but there were obviously, you'd walk along St. Mark's, those are the real record stores, and you go to poster shops, and sometimes I, you know, my friends and I would go into, into the village, we'd go to Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then walk along and get like posters oh, and Rocky Horror, you know. so you would repeat, lip sync the same words every Saturday night at that. 12. I didn't dress up as anything though. I didn't, I didn't do any of that, but I would, I well, would. Why, do that. why are you looking at me? Cause I dress up as Curtis saying. Lee well, every saying. day in a red beret and a red shirt. <laughs> you notice Rich how he was looking at me like, I'm just saying. I'm, t- I'm, 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 I'm opposite a guy who's 68 years old and dresses up like a cartoon character every That's day. That's not true. I could That's go to not, Times Square respe- right now I, and people would be giving me money to take a picture I of me. I respect a man in uniform. I always have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when we return, the battle between our mayor, Eric Adams, and the person he's supporting to become uh, the elected governor, Hochul, Hochul blames the judges. He blames the legislators. Could it possibly be that they're both right, Anthony Weiner? You're onto something. Our left versus right, right here at WABC. The left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Not a bad choice. Is this yours? Anthony it is Weiner? not. It is not. But it, this is a, a good Canadian band, right? Aren't they from Canada, Hart? Uh, I mean, um, uh, uh, Rush? I think they're Canadian. Oh, you like Rush, huh? Rush Limbaugh when he was alive, right? <laughs> but no, no, no. Uh, by the way, uh, because I digress, we're talking about the mayor, Eric Adams, and the person he's supporting to be the governor, Kathy Hochul. And they both come out with different uh, position points on why the crime is skyrocketing. I think we all acknowledge it. The uh, recent stats are worse than the ones before. Even murder and shootings are up again in New York City. And you know the problems across the state. Rochester is in a state of emergency because gangs and narco-terrorists rule that city. So the governor has crafted out a position in which he's blaming the judges. They're all upset. Uh, Eric Adams is blaming the legislators, many of whom he knows personally because he served up there because of the no-cash bail. You oftentimes have appeared on the uh, 5 o'clock roundtable discussion of John Katz and Matitas, along with my, um, I guess, well, what can we call him, uh, Governor David Patterson, you know, representing the left. Uh, and then the judge is a fixture uh, who has uh, a lot of experience. So, I mean, he can handle the judicial point. But it is like a mainstay of discussion always. Is it the judges independently and autonomously? Is it the legislature? And even though I disagree with Eric Adams and I disagree with uh, Hochul in terms of the direction they're going, they're both right on this. Well, and you're leaving out the district attorneys. I mean, look, we it has frequently been said we have the worst judicial system in the world, except compared to all the others. Like, it, it is... You have judges who you elect that are supposed to show judgment. You've got legislators who are trying to uh, are trying to understand what their constituents want, and then ultimately you have district attorneys who have to do judgments. You, you you saw in Florida, you saw the governor of Florida try to fire a district attorney from the Tampa area because he said, "I don't like the way he's enforcing the laws." This is complicated stuff. 
I mean, look, if you need a better example of how complicated it is, I don't know if you heard about this, the story of this, the uh, duck sauce killer, oh, yeah. this guy, Glenn well, Hirsch. We've, we've had duck sauce and we've had uh, McDonald's killers so, over, uh, over cold fries. So so this guy committed suicide the other day. Yes. Okay. And he was out on bail for a murder rap. Now, the judge let him out on $500,000 bail. Our mutual friend, Arthur Idala, was representing him. Gave him an ankle bracelet so they can track him. And he was apparently a danger to himself. He committed suicide rather than, you know, whatever. The only reason I point this out is in all of the coverage of this, there's not this outcry about why is this guy out on bail. Bail is a thing that we do because it's pending whatever. And you ultimately need a judge to make a determination of what is safe to do. But, you know, I don't think that the laws are particularly problematic. I think that sometimes there are just going to be there, there are lots of reasons why crime goes up and down. We like to think, and particularly on shows like this, we like to make a straight line between A and B to say, if only we did this, everything would be better. All right, but you bring up the duck sauce killer, uh, who killed over the fact that he didn't get enough. We duck don't know sauce any of that. Order. We don't know any of that. Oh, I know that. I, I we remember. don't know any of that. That's not the way this works. He was accused of doing that. All right, you be happy with that. I'll tell you what happened because I know the owner of the place and the workers there. He was he came in once before with a loaded gun. They tackled him. The cops came and then he was cut loose. I get it. Okay, now that's uh, one. I get it. Not a, but you say the cops came and he was cut loose, but he was also out on bail. He apparently had a gun. He shot himself. And do you know <laughs> what people have been telling me who called me up this morning? Good. He saved us three hots and a cot. Free trips to the law library. We would have had to kept this guy alive I for get the rest it. of his life. And that's liberal for ourselves. I, I get it. I get it. But that doesn't change the fact that the the criminal justice system is not based on just what we read in the paper and our visceral instincts and things are upset about and everything else. That's not the way the system works. We have human beings who have to be judged by other people. He has a jury of his peers. He's entitled to a defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is the system that when people say I'm a constitutionalist, when people say I believe in the Constitution, and I face this all the time. People like from across the street say, F you, you should be back in prison. I'm like, how long do you want me to stay there? Like, I did my time. I'm out. I did my time. You either believe in the criminal justice system or you don't. And if to believe in the criminal justice system means human beings. So let me ask you a question. When the cops served the warrant on this wealthy guy who, by the way, was divorced from his wife who lived a few blocks away, and she had the stash of all the guns. Uh, so did Arthur Idella get paid in duck sauce since his whole house was filled with duck sauce? This obsessed lunatic, psychotic that's, that's true. killer. There was duck sauce in his. Is duck that... sauce everywhere in his house. I don't believe that. In every nook, cranny, and corny in his house, I don't believe that. he was a clutterer of duck sauce. Okay, but whatever. The first of all, the guy is now dead. Good. All right. So let I me mean, ask you this: one less enemy of society we I, have to deal know, with. We don't. But let's assume for a moment that we have a system that gets to sort that out, so you and I don't have to do it based on headlines in the New York Post. Anthony, he hunted down the forty-five-year-old Asian and delivery guy. It's really guy. hard to ha- take my position, but my position is ultimately the conservative one. Meaning that we don't just judge people based on what we see in the newspaper. We have an adversarial process. We have witnesses. We have police. and everything. But, I believe in law enforcement. He had, that means to believe in all of he it. He had counsel. Uh, as you know, Arthur Idella charges a lot. Just have Harvey Weinstein, that perv. But anyway, so he had Arthur Idella. He had the fortune off bracelet at home. He was living the, a luxurious life. His, his former wife was stashing his guns. But let me ask you something. You, I always hear you complaining about about cash bail and everything else. Why was this guy? This guy was able to ha- to put up five hundred thousand dollars of bail money. Okay, let's assume that this guy was not a, a a guy that had that kind of money, and it had a place to live and whatever. Let's assume the same exact guy who was accused, or someone maybe who didn't even do it or did a less crime. Why should that be held in jail just because they don't have the money for bail? Cats, and it's not C-A-T-S and the cat man or my 18 rescue cats that I share with my wife, Nancy. It's the the district attorney of Queens, K-A-T-Z, the mother of my two youngest sons. You see, I said it. I think that's right. She she did what the law required that she did. And by the way, she didn't let anyone. I, I believe... And I got to check. I believe that her uh, ADA asked for asked for no bail. I don't care. I hold them all responsible. And then look at this McDonald's case, right? 
Look at this egregious McDonald's kiss. Yeah. Over a bag of cold Outrageous. fries. And this guy is now arrested on another murder rap that Eric Gonzalez didn't take the time to put together. Outrageous. And it's would terrible. have had the guy off the streets. It's terrible. And, 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 and the guy, and the guy, it looks like he did it. He should have a trial. He should be thrown in prison. I think he should stay there for and a look, long time. And look, if this guy would have suddenly commit suicide, you know, if I were a CEO, a correctional officer, said, oh, you have two murder raps. I tell you what, you don't have to give me your shoelaces. You know what I mean by that. I'm going to do a Jeffrey Epstein on you. I'm going to go to sleep. At you least believe, let me claim. ask you, let me ask you a 30,000 foot question. Do you believe in the Constitution of the United States Absolutely. of America? Do you believe in our democracy, our representative democracy, the people make laws and a criminal justice system that enforces them? You know, you're like the sports fan that when there's a pitch out, <coughs> forgive me, there's a pitch outside. They say, ah, the, the system's broken because the umpire. No, no, the I also believe. These are human beings. Excuse me. The other thing you failed to mention that I believe in is euthanasia. If you want to kill yourself, go for it. Especially if you're an enemy of society. I'm just leaving you the shoelaces. Look, I'm not telling you what to do with it. <laughs> Suicide is a sin. That's why they take shoelaces from you when you're an inmate. Every I time I got that. locked up, they I took my shoelaces. <clears throat> you know, all of a sudden, uh, they took my belt, so I'm holding my, my trousers up like I'm a homeboy with my trousers down below my tuchus. But wait, can I, you see, Curtis, you're taking the easy position. Bad guy I read about in the newspaper, let him die. I am taking the position that is more intellectually rigorous. No, no, I'm rigorous. saying if they choose to take their own life. I don't believe that suicide is something that we should we should offer as an option to anyone, and anyone within the sound of my voice, they can dial. What is the number, the, 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 sui- the suicide number now that they I have? I have no idea. Anyway. But I anyway, do you Let me ask you a question. Do you yes. think that Jeffrey Epstein, the perv of all pervs, uh, committed suicide? <laughs> do you <laughs> believe that? Don't get me down this Who do we blame? Home. Do we blame the Mossad? I have some, experience. The I have some experience being in the shoe. Yes, okay? you do. And I can tell you, it is really hard to commit suicide there. It was not Buster Brown. That's you, right? By the way, the suicide hotline, as Rich tells me, is 988. So if anyone within the sound of our voice is considering that's the place you can get social service and you have a live body to talk to, and I encourage you to do that. I, I have to say, I have been in the shoe. They put you in, in, in a special housing unit in the hole when you first get there because they've got to make sure you have no infectious disease when you first have. Thank goodness. I didn't get dinged at all while I was in prison that I had to go back there. No fights, none of that stuff that they, they that they, nothing they caught me doing, put it that way. Uh, the, here's the thing about it's hard to commit suicide in the shoe. It is really hard. So who do we blame? The Mossad? I don't know. Do we blame Bill and Hillary? <laughs> I am not Do we blame the Queen no, of England? No. no. Someone just, someone do we ba- blame one of the sheikhs so, from Saudi Arabia? Someone out there has to pay $45 million for, for coming up with stories that turned out not to be true. But question, they test you, okay, for all uh, sexually transmitted no, diseases, other viruses. No, no, they test viruses. you for, I think, for a tuberculosis, something that is very infectious. Right, but think about it now. We had one case of polio reported in Rockland County. One case, and now they're warning us. Because of fecal matter that they've tested in sewage plants, which they always do, there could be hundreds of people with polio who don't know. We have the problem of monkeypox now. We have the continued problem of the variants well, by the way, the of COVID. Monkeypox is also a correction officer that, that has yes. tested positive for it. Now, how did he get monkeypox? Don't ask me these questions. I wait, know where wait, you're wait, going. I'm not going down. This I've been path locked with you. up. You've been locked up. There's only one way that CEO may have gotten monkeypox, and don't tell me it's because he was sharing a towel. <laughs> he was he was having too many parties within six feet. He was doing something with himself within six feet of someone else. I uh, we should not. This has turned into a show where we're mocking very serious society. You have issues. to mock some of these things. I am things. not participating. I am not. I, this is the serious Anthony Weiner. This is the old Anthony Weiner would love this stuff, but this is the new whoa, serious. Whoa, wait, you could be half and Anthony half, Wiener. right? Half and half, medjim medjim, poco poco, right? A little bit of the old, a little bit of the new. <laughs> I bring out the worst in you, Anthony. Weiner, I see. Am, I am high-minded Anthony Weiner. I am big thought Anthony Weiner. Hey, I, I do – I forget what we're even talking about at this point, but I do believe that the criminal justice system – Well, I think we both agree that crim- Eric Adams and the governor are correct. No, no, we, we, no. You know what else, by the way? You know what else? And I talked about this on my show. Jerry Nadler, Carolyn Maloney, and Suraj Patel all agreed there should be a dangerous standard before um, – that, that judges can use when denying bail. These are this is the most liberal congressional district maybe in America, mm-hmm. and they all believe that the no cash bail thing needs to get fixed. That tells you something. Well, up next, we got to talk about a guy who is a liberal and a progressive who I maligned in the worst possible way at a celebration for the Yankees' victory in 1996 over the Atlanta Braves. 
we are being given an opportunity to amend that because he's uh, he's down on his luck of late. Our iconic figure, fellow Queens resident as yourself, Tony Bennett, the Astoria kid who has Alzheimer's and uh, 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 dementia. And then also the tribute to a person we both know, a fellow Brooklynite, the greatest of all time coming up right after us, Cousin Brucie. And boy, overnight tonight when I go 12 to 6 till the break of dawn, I am going to tell Cousin Brucie stories that Chris Libertini and nobody else has access to because he truly has earned the acronym G-O-A-T, Greatest. Of all time right here on Left versus Right, Anthony Weiner. W.A. Curtis It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 W.A.B.C. debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Oh, this is hard. Yes, I can. I, I can flow with this. I can flow with this. Yeah, I said heart the last time because I was thinking of Neil Peart. Uh, you know, I always thought heart. They were two lesbians, and I was told, in fact, that was not the case. That was the urban myth out there, and I still buy it, lock, stock, and barrel. But well, anyway, they're great, right? Well, some people listen to the radio and they hear the music. Some people try to figure out the sexual orientation. Well, nowadays, you have 72 choices based on the moment that that person determines they're either asexual or pansexual, and we have to respect it. Anyway, I did not respect a true liberal progressive who was that way since he fought in World War II at the Battle of the Bulge, like Ed Koch, and fought his way into Germany and came back to build a career, became world-renowned. And in 1979, the same year that I started the Guardian Angel, he crashed and burned. He was in Las Vegas. The IRS had seized his mansion in L.A. He called up both his sons. He goes, sons, I have a horrible cocaine problem. I need help. That was the Astoria kid, Tony Bennett. Couldn't huh. get any worse than that. And then he came back. It was like uh, the phoenix rising from the ashes. As Sinatra, the same yeah, case yeah. as Sinatra. And so now he's at the top of his game. It's 1996. The Yankees, against all odds, they have beaten the Atlanta Braves after being two down. First two games. Yep. Uh, all of a sudden, this new guy, Jones, uh, he was killing the Yankees. He was like the black version of Mickey Mantle. And it looked bad. And then um, Michael Kay and John Starling, the broadcasters, were actually predicting the demise of the Yankees. And I was doing the post-post-post-game show because we were carrying the Yankees at right. WABC. And I actually uh, was debating Turner, who owned the Atlanta Braves. He was doing his chop-chop, practicing with Jane Fonda and Jimmy Carter. It was great. Yeah, the tomahawk chop. And the Yankees came back against all odds, won the World Series. First time in a long time. Canyon of Heroes. Rudy's the mayor. Right. Yankee fan. And so they're having the celebration at uh, City Hall. And there's Radio Row with all the sports uh, guys, and they're disparaging me. Because Rudy, again, did me the solid. He let me broadcast. Who sees? Not a sports guy. And the Pope, Francesca, said, hey, that's my friend Curtis. That's all that needed to be said. I'm broadcasting. Tony Bennett gets up. The crowd is quiet. It says on the program he's going to sing the national anthem. He sings instead of the national anthem, America the Beautiful. I start rally. You see, there are words he won't say in there. He's anti-American. But Tony Bennett hears about this, comes up to me and goes, Curtis, you know I've always supported you. I've been a fan of the Guardian. How could you say this? Do you know why I can't sing the national anthem? It has nothing to do with the words. I can't hit the high notes yeah, anymore, yeah. you schmuck, you putz. Oh, God. And I wanted to apologize to him, but... You know, he was just seen in Central Park in a wheelchair. He has Alzheimer's dementia, the right. age of 96. And do you know that our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis and Marco Katsimatidis, we're going to have a special Sunday night, 9 o'clock, which is normally one of the uh, 
uh, different shifts that I do. Right, right. A one-hour special on behalf of Tony Bennett so I can make amends. Because I can't take this to my grave. Can I ask you something? What was your thinking about taking a run at Tony Bennett? It was such a happy moment. The whole crowd was because... must have been loving it. Plus, it's a beautiful song. Said that, I mean, let's face it. Our national anthem is not as beautiful a song as the one that he chose to right. sing. But he had... Been very negative towards America. So you thought it was like he was intentionally not doing it as his form of kind of taking a knee well, in that situation. there are words in the national anthem that are different than uh, God bless America or America the beautiful. I couldn't have been more hopelessly wrong. To this day, I want to impale myself with this well. microphone. So even though he probably can't connect the dots now as well as he used to. I mean, here he was out on tour until 95 years old. I'm going to be able to apologize on the number one station in America, WABC. We're going to do a tribute and play some of his best songs. There are many many ways to make amends, and we say in the 10th step of AA that every day is dictated to take personal inventory, and when you make a mistake, promptly admit it, and you're you're doing it, and you're making amends. You know what a humble guy he was? He's from Astoria. And they wanted to name a new school. There's a school there that focuses on art and music. My middle son, Carter, wanted to go there. And he said, no, no, you name it after Frank Sinatra. He was better than me. But they said, Tony, he's from Hoboken. You're from He said, no, no, I was good, but I wasn't Frank Sinatra, which reminds me, I hope Joe Piscopo uh, with the Frank Sinatra show Sunday, which comes before, uh, will mention that. And then, of course, up next... He's a fellow Brooklynite, better than me and you together. Nobody, nobody exudes more Brooklyn pride over the years than Cousin Brucey, a.k.a. Bruce Morrow. It's a one-hour tribute. It's the best of what we've done here at WABC. And I can't think of anybody, anybody who's ever been on WABC, including my mentor, Bob Grant, the king of talk radio, who deserves it more than Cousin Brucey. Cousin Brucey put WABC on the map. But the great thing about this special is it goes deep into the historical database, our national archives of both talk and music. And, yeah, he's the greatest of all time. And then you got to stay up tonight from 12 midnight to 6 when I take you to the break of dawn. I will tell you Cousin Brucey stories that nobody ever before has told in radio history. Well, listen, you're, you're overnight. I mean, I've seen your numbers. You're doing pretty well. This guy, Frank Morano... He's the big syndicated hotshot, the big macha, but I gotta tell you, a lot of people are saying your overnight shift has actually surpassed it. Well, it's theater of the mind, but I will tell you this. To all of you talk show hosts and hostesses out there, keep taking vacations. Keep taking vacations and like a Pac-Man, I'll keep eating up the WABC real estate. ABC at times stands for always broadcast. I know Curtis. one more shift and you're gonna run out of words. I'm sure of it. I never, am sure of it. Never. To the day I die. But anyway, Anthony Weiner was great. I blame Kevin for forcing me to bring up Hillary Rodden Clinton and they're talking about, who was that, Anderson Cooper again and uh, your former wife, whom? By the way, you heard I'm dating Lady Gaga. You hear about this? Really? Now that's news. We'll have to talk about that next week. Thunder thighs. Oh, my God.